Good Erev Shabbos, Parshas Veschanon, Shabbos Nachamu, um, and uh, we'll jump right in. We'll do this, Zecher uh, Nishmas, my grandmother, who passed away last week, Gittel Bas Pinchas. And uh, she's a very special woman, and uh, we're very proud to know that Torah is being learnt uh, in her memory. Okay, so Veschanon uh, is a absolutely packed uh, <clears throat> packed parsha, and I wanted to turn to the Shema, something we say every single day. Um, so um, Rashi says, <clears throat> "What does it mean to love Hashem with all of your heart?" Rashi says, with both of your yetzers." With your Yitzhara and your Yitzhar Tov. And the Ksav Kabbalah, who I like to quote a lot, uh, he asks, what does that mean exactly? <clears throat> what does it mean to love Hashem with your Yitzhara uh, and your Yitzhar Tov? So, many different things have been said about this. Here's his, uh, his Mahalach. Very, very interesting. He says as follows. He says that um, there are two different categories of mitzvos. There's a category of mitzvos that are chukim and a category of mitzvos that are mishpatim. Chukim are things we don't fully understand. We don't really know why we're doing, so we do it because Hashem said. Um, mishpatim are things that make, you know, they really make a lot of sense. It makes sense not to steal. It makes sense not to kill. <coughs> Sometimes you have certain things not clear if it's a chok or a mishpat, but Certainly, there are, there are things where it's clear it's one way or the other. Now, the Rambam, um, <clears throat> the Rambam says, very interesting kind of philosophical question. He asks, you know, when a person does a mitzvah, should they be doing it in a way where they say, oh, this is amazing, this is exactly what I want to do, I'm so excited to be doing this. Or, should they be thinking, <clears throat> you know, this is really hard for me. I... Uh, you know, I, I'd really rather not do this. Uh, this is going to be difficult, but okay. Hashem says I have to do this. I'll do it. What is the what is the sort of noblest intention that that a person should come to a mitzvah with? And the Rambam says in the uh, in the um, I think he says in the prayer Shemeshnayis. <clears throat> the Rambam says that it actually depends on the kind of mitzvah that you're doing. He says that when it comes to a mitzvah which is which makes perfect sense and this is exactly you know what you should do so then a person should be proud to be doing it and should sort of <clears throat> schlep along his yetzahara and and push his yetzahara to say no you should you should enjoy not stealing you should be very proud of the fact that you're honoring your parents these are things that that you should want to do he says, when it comes to other mitzvos, when it comes to things like <coughs> karbanos, um, when it comes to, you know, many other examples of chukim, paraduma, things like that, he says, there's, there's, it's not necessary, even something like treif. <coughs> it's not necessary to approach it with an attitude of, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to not eat treif. No, the opposite. A person should, he says, you get even more schar. Person should say, "Wow, that food looks delicious. 
I wish I could eat that, but what can I do? I'm a servant of Hashem. I serve Hashem, and I can't do it. And so, in 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 those areas of chukim, it's better to not. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, it's better to not uh, think. Oh, I, I wish. Uh, uh, I'm so happy that I that I don't ha- that I'm not allowed to eat treif. And he says maybe that's the shot when it says serve Hashem with your yitzhara and your yitzhara tov. It says ksav kabbalah. It's like this. <clears throat> when it comes to mitzvahs that make sense, use your yitzhara tov, meaning. You should have your Yetzir Tov sort of be prominent and have it even sort of knock out the Yetzir Hara and try to, to just, you know, when you're using your Yetzir Tov, your Yetzir Tov is excited. Your Yetzir Tov is happy to be doing the mitzvah, is pushing you to do the mitzvah. And that's exactly how you should, do, you should do that mitzvah because it's a mishpat. It's something that should make sense to you. And you're using your Yetzir Tov, you should say this is great. However, when it comes to chukim, he says, serve Hashem with your Yetzir Hara. What that means is, you don't have to completely knock out the taiva. If you are still, in your mind, it would be, it would be gishmak to eat treif. You still have a yetzahara for that. That's fine. Have a yetzahara to eat treif, but serve Hashem with your yetzahara and say, I'm not going to do it, even though, I'm not, even though uh, I, I, I would have liked to. And that's what it means, serving Hashem with your yetzahara and your yetzahotov. Uh, <clears throat> very, very creative idea. However... The Ksav Kabbalah goes on and he says, well, the only thing is that this Rambam is not agreed upon by all. Seems to be, other Rishonim seems to say that you should always sort of get to a situation where I, I don't want to do this Avera. So, for example, I guess the easiest one is non-kosher, is that once Hashem has commanded it, it should, it should create a situation for you where, <clears throat> yeah, now that, that, that I know this is what Hashem wants, maybe I wouldn't have thought of it out on my own, but now I have no taiva bechlal. I have no reason to want to do anything with treif. And so he says, according to them, how are you going to learn b'shnei yitzrecha? So he says the opposite. You'd have to say the opposite a little bit, which is as follows. Serving Hashem with your yitzhara means that something like treif, it's going to take time, but you're going to have to overcome your yitzhara. And eventually you will no longer want to, uh, want to eat that tray. You'll be proud that you're eating only kosher. <clears throat> and that's serving Hashem with your Yetzirah. <clears throat> what does it mean serving Hashem with your Yetzirah Tov? He says there's another idea. Is that when it comes to things that the Yetzirah Tov say, hey, this is a good idea. So returning a lost object. The, the, your Yetzirah Tov on its own without the Torah might say this is a good idea. You should just do this. He says those mitzvahs you're actually, you have to be a little bit careful because those mitzvahs, why are you doing those? Why are you doing that mitzvah? The reason is supposed to remain, I'm doing this mitzvah because this is what Hashem commanded, not because of my Yetzir Tov. Okay? So even though this is intuitive and this is for any society to function, this is something that I really would want to do, you sort of have to push yourself and change your intention to say, I'm doing this only because Hashem commanded it. And that's what it means, serving Hashem with your Yetzirah by overcoming your Yetzirah, and serving Hashem with your Yetzirah Tov by overcoming your Yetzirah Tov to, for both of them to be, I'm doing this because this is what Hashem wants. So, very, very interesting ideas. <clears throat> okay. Let's go to a story. I heard a Shemaka story from my good friend, Rabzev Strom. 
And uh, he said as follows. He told me a story with, uh, with a boy who survived, uh, came from a small village in, in Hungary, and he survived the war. And uh, Shleimela, he came to, uh, to Eretz Yisrael, a pretty uh, young teen, and he, he shows up in Bnei Brak, he sees the Panovich Yeshiva, and he, he says, I, w- I want to go learn. So he comes into the Panovich Rav, and he says, you know, I, I, w- I want to go learn. Um, the Panovich Rav says, you know, who are you? He says, well, I was from a small village in Hungary, and, uh, you know, I'm the only one who survived, and I want to learn Torah. And Panovich Rav gets, gets sort of visibly excited. He says, what? You know, tell me more. Did, did you ever... Did you ever learn yeshiva before? He says, yeah, before the war I learned a little bit in yeshiva. And the Panovich Rav gets, gets even more excited. He says, wow, you know. He says, did you, did, you, did you learn anything? He says, yeah. He says, do you remember anything you learned? He says, yeah. The, you know, I remember uh, the Rebbe said, uh, I, uh, you know, Gemara and Bavakama, uh, you know, this and this stuff. And I remember there was a Rashi and a Tosis and they argued with each other. And he's, he's, Panovich Rav is, uh, was Nispal. He's very excited. He says, come with me. He prances him through the streets and, and he's stopping at different people saying, this, this boy learned in yeshiva before the war. <clears throat> and he, he, he walks him all the way to the house of the Chazanish. And he gets the Chazanish. And he walks in He says, he says, this boy is a survivor from Hungary. He learned in yeshiva before the war. And Panovich, uh, the Chazanish stands up he says he got he got excited as well, and Panovich Rav says, and and he remembers Rashi and Atosvas, and Chazanish sort of had the same reaction that Panovich Rav was alluding to the entire time. Uh, he said, you know, if through all this darkness, through everything this boy went through, I was talking to him, through everything you went through, uh, you still remember a Rashi and Atosvas, and you still want to learn Torah. He says we're we're guaranteed that we're gonna we're gonna rebuild. He took in the boy and stagged uh, away in yeshiva. That's the that was the story. That uh, Klal Yisrael mm-hmm. has a bright future, even even after tremendous tragedies. <clears throat> okay, so let's run to a shaila. The shaila from Rav Zilberstein is as follows: uh, Somebody is. Uh, what he calls a shaita, somebody, I don't know ex- exactly what the situation was. Let's call it somebody with a, an intellectual disability. Um, but it's not so simple. He, he has some, something wrong with him. Um, he's in no danger to himself or to others. His life is not in danger. No pikuach nefesh. Um, and, and somebody somewhere thinks they could heal this boy. Uh, but but he'll have to be under this this person's care, and there's no kosher, there's no other, you know, there's no Shabbos. Um, he'll have to be taken care of, and you know this this is the question: Can um, can this person go get a refuah if his life is not in danger? Uh, let's just start from the <clears throat> sort of the the initial reaction. The initial reaction would be that no, we only allow isurim. To be avar, if uh, if somebody's life is in danger, so if there's no life in danger, then you know where, where would you ever see such a thing that that we could um, that that we could do isurim for somebody? That that would be the the initial thought. But uh, 
he brings from the Chachma Shlomo. Uh, Chachma Shlomo, he talks of a similar situation. He talks about somebody who's blind. Okay, but it's a different type of, of blind. The Gemara talks about somebody who has a, a certain eye ailment and says you could always break Shabbos for an eye ailment because the, the Gemara makes some connection that the eyes and the heart are, uh, are connected and <clears throat> there's some connection there and therefore um, you could always do an eye uh, surgery or whatever it is on Shabbos some sort of healing because it, it is Pikach Nefesh. Okay, but the, the Chachman Shlomo is discussing somebody whose who's blindness he thinks is not connected uh, to the heart at all. And he, he wants to know, can you, could you break Shabbos? Could you give him treif? Um, again, seemingly from the Gemara, it would be not, because only because it's connected to the heart. But the Chachman Shlomo says, huge Chedesh. And he brings the Gemara. The Gemara talks about why is Pikuach Nefesh why is it, if somebody's life is in danger, why is it, why does it push off Shabbos? And the Gemara has a whole discussion over there. Uh, interestingly enough, the Gemara does bring Psukim, uh, which seem to be the main thrust of what's going on. But the Gemara also brings a Svara. Uh, and the Svara is, let this person break one Shabbos to keep many other Shabbosim. And that's the reason why you, you could do such a thing. So Gemara says, if we're going to save this person, we'll break one Shabbos. Okay, they're in, they're in danger. We're going to break one Shabbos, but then the person's going to get better. The person will have a chance to live a long, happy, healthy life. And therefore, uh, it, it will be fine. Um, <clears throat> the famous case of the Rajba, uh, Chuvah's Rajba. The Rajba talks about uh, somebody who was, um, somebody who is, who is captive, and she's, she's going to be taken away by the Goyim, her life won't be in danger, but uh, she'll be taken away by the guy and never keep another Shabbos. He also, he matters you to break Shabbos, even though no one's life is in danger, for this very Svara, that uh, you'll be able to keep many more Shabbosim. So says the Chachma Shlomo, okay, uh, this blind man, he says, according to Rav Yehuda, it's a discussion in the Gemara, according to Rav Yehuda, a blind person is part of a mitzvah, okay? And Rabbeinu Yerucham is one of the Rishonim who paskins like Rav Yehuda, that a blind person is part of a mitzvah, at least mitzvah say. So he says, therefore, it could be okay because you could use the same svara, right? Break one Shabbos, break one Isser of, of Treif so that he could keep many others. Meaning right now, he's not really keeping others because he's, uh, <clears throat> because he is, um, he's, he's part of a mitzvah. And now he'll end up keeping, once he's healed, he'll, he'll be chayv in mitzvah, he'll keep many more. He, the Chachma Shlomo at the end says, don't rely on me for this, but this is, this is what would make sense to me. Um, so Zilberstein brings, he says, yeah, it could be the reason he's saying don't rely on me is because, first of all, not everyone paskins like Rabbi Yehuda. That's only Rabbi Yerucham, who's, uh, who, who's just one Rishon. The other thought is that, you know, this, this <clears throat> blind person, he's not chayv in mitzvahs, but he could still perform mitzvahs and get schar for them. So therefore, maybe you don't have that svara." keep, you know, break one Shabbos so that he'll keep many Shabbosim. Maybe he keeps many Shabbosim anyway. At least for sure he keeps low sases. Maybe even positive mitzvahs he keeps. So, uh, and he gets schar for them. He just doesn't get the, the highest level of schar. So he says, maybe that's why it's not so simple. When you come to this case of a guy who's a shote, right, where everybody agrees he's pater mitzvahs and everybody seems to agree that 
you know, a shote, his mitzvahs aren't really, they, they don't really count on some level, right? Because a shote is considered not really knowing what he's doing. So therefore, for sure, he says, you would have this svara of keep one, uh, you know, break one Shabbos in order that he could keep many more Shabbosim, you'd be able to heal a person. Uh, just a, a quick afterthought is that, uh, you know, he asks the Shaila when it comes to a, to a shote, uh, this could be brought up certainly for things like, uh, it's, it's a very sensitive Shaila, but just to think about, it comes to things like uh, mental illness and things like that is... Uh, Sometimes it's a question of pikuach nefesh. I've heard about, uh, you know, people have to go to um, certain places where they don't serve kosher and stuff like that. So if it's a pikuach nefesh, shayla, it's, it's for sure okay. Even if it's not a pikuach nefesh, shayla, if the question is that this person will be able to perform mitzvahs, and right now he can't, uh, so th- this is some of the, the discussion that comes up. Uh, we should never need such shaylas, but uh, this is uh, very interesting stuff. Everyone should have a nechama and a wonderful Shabbos. Take care.